Hi everyone, welcome to Understand the Bible. This is the Thought for the Week feature and we are thinking today about Psalm 5 and looking at a topic that we don't spend very much time in the church looking at, which is how we deal with people who are hostile. Now I think this is actually a really important topic to look at because I think too much of the time in the church it's all about positivity and light and you know we always try and look on the, the good side, the bright side. Well, actually, what the Psalms teach us is that we really need to look into the darker side, if you like, of, of human nature. We really need to, to learn how to, how to pray to God in the bad times, when we're going through hard times or you know, when someone is actively you know, against us. How do, we, how do we deal with that? Because if we don't talk about, uh, talk about that, then when these things happen, and they will from time to time, then we might be blindsided by it. You know, we might be unable to deal with it. And for me, in my own kind of um, experience, that something like this, I was actually dealing with someone um, not not so long ago who who was you know kind of hostile to me, and I just needed this in order to help me deal with it. So I hope that this will be helpful to you, whether it's something that you have personal experience of, or you know whether you don't have experience of it, but you know, it will help you, I hope, in the future to deal with these these kind of things. And it's just good to think about how we, we seek God, how we pray to him in, in every situation. So Psalm 5, I'm going to read it for us. Then we'll uh, spend a few moments thinking about it. Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my lament. Hear my cry for help, my King and my God. For to you I pray. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning I lay my requests before you, and wait expectantly. For you are not a God who is pleased with wickedness. With you evil people are not welcome. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. The bloodthirsty and deceitful you, Lord, detest. But I, by your great love, can come into your house. In reverence I bow down towards your holy temple. Lead me, Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. Not a word from their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with malice. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongues they tell lies. Declare them guilty, O God. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Banish them for their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favour as with a shield. So Psalm 5 begins with a cry to the Lord. Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my lament. Hear my cry for help, for to you I pray. Uh, I think this is a just a really helpful reminder, as always in the Psalms, about how we should how we should deal with things. I think so often our first response when we when we're dealing with bad situations is not to cry for to cry to the Lord. I think so often we just you know we weep and wail and we stomp our feet or you know all, all of those we rant but we don't actually cry to the Lord. But David he cries to the Lord for help and that is always the right response to to these kind of situations whatever a difficulty we may face. Crying to the Lord is is the right response. 
So how does he how does he cry to the Lord? He reminds himself of who God is and what what God is like. And this is what he does in verses uh, three to seven. He says uh, in the morning, you hear my voice. And he says you are not a God who is pleased with wickedness with you. Evil people are not welcome. So uh, he reminds himself that the, the wicked and evil people, those who do wrong, those who do not seek God, the people who are currently after him, they are the people who God does not welcome, that actually God doesn't listen to them. But instead, it says, verse seven, but I, by your great love, can come into your house. In reverence, I bow down towards your holy temple. So coming before the Lord with our with our prayers, with our requests is a privilege and it's a privilege granted to to those who seek the Lord, those who it says are righteous. Now, I just like to mention at this point that being righteous doesn't mean that we are perfect and sinless, but it just means that those who believe and trust uh, from a New Testament perspective, those who believe and trust in the Lord Jesus for salvation, those are the righteous. Now, not that we have a righteousness of our own, but that which comes through faith in Jesus Christ. That's the people ultimately that we know are, are the righteous. Uh, we can come before God because we trust in Jesus and because we know our sins are, are covered by him. But the those who do not believe, who do not trust, who do wicked, are uh, not welcomed by God and can have no access to him, have no access uh, to pray to him. And then in the, uh, the the third section of the psalm, verses 8 to 12, he says, verse 8, lead me, Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. And that's a slightly strange thing to say, uh, don't you think? You know, he doesn't start out by saying, Lord, please smite all my enemies. Please wipe them off the face of the earth. What he says first is, lead me in your righteousness. And why does he say that? I think it's because he knows the temptation when we face hostile people to do wrong. He knows the temptation to actually uh, to, to take masses into our own hands, to take revenge, to get our own back on people, to do wrong. And he knows he knows that temptation and he's praying to God, please help me not to not to fall into temptation. Please help me instead to do what is right rather than rather than what is wrong. And he's asking God to judge them. And this is what he says. Declare them guilty, O God. Let their intrigues be their downfall. So he's saying to God, Lord, you take it into your hands. Now, please don't let me fall into sin as I deal with this. But please take them into judgment yourself. You know, judge rightly because he's saying only God is capable of judging rightly. And I like that he says, let their intrigues be their downfall. Now, that we'll see this as we go through the Psalms, that very often there's what Alec Matea calls the boomerang effect of evil, that people who do evil and, and who do wrong will have it sort of boomerang back at them. And that's very often the case, actually. If you look at history, if you look at the way that people do wrong, very often the wrong that they do catches up with them and, and leads to leads to their downfall. But we won't go into, into that too much now. But he says, uh, let all who take refuge in you be glad. He asked God to spread his protection over them 
and uh, surround them with your favour as with a shield. So God will protect and shield those whose trust is, is in him. Now that doesn't mean a protection from everything that happens in the sense that nothing bad will ever happen, but rather even the things that that happen which are evil and which are bad, God will use for good. Just with my, my daughter over the last few weeks, we've been reading through Genesis and we've been reading the story of Joseph. And it's a story that you may be familiar with, you know, Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Although don't rely on the musical for, um, for, for biblical <laughs> accuracy. But actually, that's a really a good story that illustrates this, that you know, Joseph's brothers, he annoyed his brothers. They threw him in an empty well and they sold him into slavery and he, was, he went to Egypt. But God's hand was still with him and he ended up as the second in command in the land and they were eventually reconciled. And Joseph said to them, it's not you who sent me here, but God to save your lives by great deliverance. So it all worked out for the best, even though it, was, uh, it was, wasn't good in the, the interim. It worked out for the best. And that's how God does things. You know, he does work things out. That When it says that, uh, David says that you know, the Lord is like a shield, what he means is not that no bad thing will ever happen to us, but that actually no bad thing will touch us in the sense that it will do us any ultimate harm, because God will use every evil thing for good in our lives. So how can we put these things together uh, for, uh, for our thought today? What can we think about this week? There are uh, just three things which I'd like to suggest. The first thing is, do not give in to temptation for revenge. You know that saying, two wrongs don't make a right. But it's a really important saying, I think. So often um, you can see this in TV, you see this in people's lives and, and everything. You know, when someone acts wrongly to try and right a wrong that's, which has been done, it never works out well, does it? That we need to, we need to look to God to sort things out and, and ask him for help not to take revenge, not to try and take the law into our own hands. And the kind of following on from that, the second thing is that we need to give the, uh, the judgment to God. You know, only he is qualified to judge. And if someone does us wrong, then you know, we are not in a position actually to, to judge and to, to sort of pass judgment on them. Only God can do that. And only God can make things right, however, however that happens. And the third thing is that we need to trust that God will use every circumstance for good that God would um, put things right in our lives and help us um, to, to trust even in the difficult times, uh, even when we're dealing with people who are, who are hostile, that he can use those times for good. So let's take a moment to pray and ask God to help us. I know that I think times when people are being hostile is it's one of the most difficult times, I think, because you know when you're in, when you're in a difficult time, which is difficult, but not anyone's particular fault, that's hard enough. But when someone is actively making it hard for you, I think it's very easy to, to think ill of them and to, you know, want to take revenge or you know, want to handle things in a sinful way. So let's pray and ask God for help, um, whether we're going through those times or you know, whether we, you know, it's just thinking about times you might go through. Let's pray and ask God for help in that. And so, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this psalm. And we pray that you would help us, whether we're facing times like this right now or whether we're just thinking about times you might face in the future. 
We pray that you would help us to trust these things to you. We pray that you would help us to seek you first of all and uh, to not take matters into our own hands but entrust things to your judgment. And uh, we pray, Lord, above all, that you would help us to trust that you do work all these things out for good. So please be with us and help us this day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks very much for watching, everyone. The thought for the week, if you're new, this is a regular weekly feature. And uh, do please subscribe on YouTube or like the Facebook page if you'd like to see it. Have a look at the Understand the Bible website, understandthebible.uk, for the whole sort of teaching program, lots of videos teaching the Christian faith. Thanks very much for watching, everyone. And until next time, God bless.